speaking the truth to the state capitol. This is Drive Time Lincoln with the commander, Jack Riggins, on the voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. All right, June 1st, 2022. It is a whatever Wednesday, folks. Uh, you should know the deal by now. If you don't know the deal, the deal is uh, it is whatever Wednesday. Whatever you want to talk about, the call lines are open. Rick Stein Recognition Hotline, 402-479-1400. Same number for the Rick Stein Recognition Text Line. I am your host of Drive Time Lincoln, Jack Riggins, and Johnny Cadillac is producing the show. We all survived uh, our guest, Brian Blade, from the Midwest Wrestling Association yesterday, um, and Johnny was really excited, as I was. Brian, it was great to meet somebody uh, within the wrestling industry uh, for 20 years. Uh, really surprised me. I'll tell you what, the guy looks great if you if you ever get a chance. I saw him in studio and, and go out to their events. Uh, they've got one Friday and then a big one on uh, July 9th. Uh, July 9th, yeah. Yeah, with the Hall of Fame. So we'll go there. Um, already uh, have some emails. Uh, generally, if you have an email to me at commanderjack at com, I, I generally get back to you in a decent uh in a decent time, or every once in a while, there's something that uh, comes up on air uh, that can come up on air, and uh, one of those was today. So, um, yeah, I, well, we had a whatever Wednesday last week. What is it? Day 38 of the Exploratory Committee for Mayor. Uh, interesting conservatives, um, which, you know, I don't hide as the side of the aisle, Eileen. Um are putting together some good programs. Um, I, I'll tell you what, I've had my committee and me trying to ask around to find out if there's other people interested in running for mayor on the conservative side. Um, and I think it's garnering attention, which is good because the more quality candidates you have, the better. Um, can maybe be a more difficult process. Seems like conservatives, at least in this state, go through that type of uh process uh like we just saw in the primary for governor more than say uh democratic or independent uh folks um so yeah we're out there and i know that the lancaster county republican party is also hosting um candidate training i believe it's on june 11th you can go to their website on the lancaster county republican party um so you see them um really trying to extend education to any potential candidates and i think that's good right because you need to grow a, a field of candidates you know really year after year after year uh, you know uh, politics can't just be you know i decided i want to run i mean you can do that but uh when you're talking about representing values I think it's good to get plugged into the parties or another independent group, you know, smaller parties and kind of uh, look at it from the team approach. And and that's not to give a shameless plug to my next topic, which is I posted my second blog, Politics is War by Another Means Part 2. It's on KLIN's website. If you go to just the Drive Time Lincoln tab, you'll see the uh, uh, pods from shows of yesterday or yesteryear and on the right side of this screen you'll see the blogs i've published two part one and part two on this topic i will do a third one about my observations on state level and honestly focused on the gop because um that's where i see 
I get the most access right now over my first year, and uh, and so you know feel decently good about my assessments that I either talk about here on air or will put in the blog. And in the end of the day, if you read uh, the one I posted this afternoon, part two, it's about Lincoln and Lancaster County GOP mainly, and you'll see I talk about three factions in there. And in the end, folks, it's real simple. Like if conservatives want to get elected positions back, uh, they have to work together no matter what um, the ideas are. It's just there's such a lead of left liberal thinking in this city at this current point in time and entrenched elected officials that you know conservatives really have to be on their game and not just talking the candidates but um the party itself has to you know use all of the resources across what i call the the three factions if you will and i think that that is pretty normal that there are factions um, in this case, some of it has has definitely contributed to, you know, Lincoln becoming a Democratic stronghold. So check that out. Comments are always welcome, whether you give them to me, uh, my email, commanderjack at com. I post it on Facebook, Twitter, um, or wherever, or talk about it on air. Have a lot of topics today, but I already have a caller. Uh, it's amazing. Johnny is calling in. Welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Hey, thank you for taking my call. You bet. I'm, I'm calling about rolling coal. Rolling coal. If you are driving a truck and it is not a farm truck or a commercial truck and you're not working and you're blowing smoke on people, I think you deserve a ticket or a fine because you're poisoning somebody with your pollution when you do that. It's gross. It's nasty. It's disgusting. Please stop. Grow up. So, Please. Johnny, So Johnny. I mean... I. You're going to have to walk me through here. Uh, I think everybody understands that uh, fossil fuels or coal in a pickup, say, as it blows out, you know, does go into the air. Uh, but, I, I mean, are the people you talking about, are they really close to the exhaust pipe? Are they sucking on it? I mean, how are we poisoning people <laughs> to where you're so passionate about it? Well, you know, you're just driving down the street with your window down, minding your own business, enjoying the day, a nice breeze. Uh Maybe you're pushing a stroller along with a baby in it, and somebody pulls up, pulls up real close to you, mm-hmm. and then revs their engine and takes off, and you're covered in smoke and soot. Did this recently happen to you, Johnny? Oh, it happens all over Lincoln. I just think that most people let it go when they really shouldn't. We need to push our politicians to find these people, uh, at least to ticket them or something. Now, uh, is I don't know. Answer me this. Do you know, is it also... Is it like illegal if you're smoking next to somebody and, you know, your smoke goes into the air? Is that illegal in Lincoln? Oh, oh I think we should do that, too. I, well, that, uh, I'm glad you do, because that's, you know, I think that if you're going to go one way, then you have to go with it all. Oh, yeah. While I have you on the line, what's another thing that we could make illegal? What's that? Well, I don't know. I'm asking you. You've got to have another thing that is similar that we could make illegal. Oh, I don't know. If you fuel your car with regular gasoline, should you be fine too? No, 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 no. I mean, we're we're not we're not going to go electric anytime soon. I don't think it's going to be a while, right? Yeah. But no, no, just that's all I was saying. All right, Uh, always convicted to your cause, Johnny. I appreciate the call. Um, 
Interesting. I thought he was going to talk about rolling blackouts uh, because I'm I'm giggling, and I hate to say it. I mean, I don't know what to do, and maybe I'm immature, but I'm giggling as the nation, and I I believe uh, there is either a mailer from LES in my mailbox, or I read it in one of the papers. But I mean, the whole nation is preparing for rolling blackouts this summer because of the energy grid and. That is as comical as comical gets that we're being desensitized to the fact that that may happen or it's definitely going to happen, I guess, when we can be an energy independent country. (laughs) And just two years ago, we were an energy independent country. Uh, So, you know, I don't know what you think about that. Maybe you care enough to call in. I'd love to hear your thoughts. But it's just, I mean... That is seriously insanity and doesn't happen by accident. Clearly, policies more than likely coming out of the Biden administration and even local policies uh, that, you know, are far championing, you know, maybe what America will be in 100 years with green energy um, are actually hurting the citizenry across many fronts right now, whether it be inflation, food shortages, high gas prices, or now rolling blackouts. Remember, folks, I mean, we're probably 30 days from being energy independent again if we wanted to be. Um, but <laughs> I thought that's what Johnny was going to talk about. I I saw there was a terrible train accident, to be serious for a second, and uh, it had a bunch of coal on it. And I was like, well, that, there you go. I mean, there's plants blowing up everywhere, not to be a conspiracy theorist. But, uh, you know, you got trains with coal tipping over, crashing. Uh, I mean, like I said, we're being forewarned. There'll be rolling blackouts. Why? That's that's what we should be saying is why. Oh, too funny. Uh, Sarah, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln and whatever Wednesday. Sarah, are you there? Oh, yeah, I sure am. Sarah, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. We woke you up. Sorry, I'm I'm in the car. Uh, but I was um I was just wanting to comment. Uh, it was something that I actually noticed when we moved to Lincoln ten years ago. The emissions from the older vehicles that you find around Lincoln. When I was growing up, one of to get your license renewed, you had to not only do an inspection, but you also had to go through an emissions test and pass the emissions test before you could renew your tag. Yeah. Um, and I always thought it was, you know, a cash grab and, and a pain in the butt. And then we moved to Nebraska, and I really appreciated the air quality difference just driving around town. Yeah. I. <laughs> so you're saying it's better here or worse no. here? Worse. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I understand what you're saying. I also, I, I mean, I lived in California for a lot of years in the Navy. And so, yeah, we had the smog and emission tests and I, I suspect, um, I don't know, depending on where you live, that's pretty common. Um, and, and I honestly can't say that I've had that done here or if it, it was done here. Um, I didn't know about it. I've just come to not really care personally. Yeah. Um, but I think what would be interesting is I don't think your sentiment, I mean, we all have our sentiment about the issue, but what I think would be really interesting is if 
I guess there were air, air samples taken, and 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 we got the facts of you know what is the reality of quote unquote the air quality in Lincoln, Nebraska, and maybe that's been done. I just haven't seen it. I have a hard time believing without that data that we have kind of a smog slash dirty air here in Lincoln, Nebraska. But that's that's just me. But if, oh, if you find a study or something, let me know. I know I completely agree, and it's more I think. It's kind of when you're the captive audience in your car and you pull up behind another vehicle and their emissions, you know, their exhaust just comes right into your car. It's the same thing if you pull up next to someone who's, you know, got their window rolled down and they're smoking a cigarette. Your windows are rolled up and all of a sudden that smell comes into yeah. your car. I'm well, not saying I think it's a, an overall air quality problem. It's just it's something that I, it was definitely a noticeable difference from where we moved to being here. Yeah, I will give you that. I see what you're saying now is... You know, one of the things I always noticed as I've, you know, come back to Nebraska is we do seem, and I don't have a problem with it, but we do seem to have a lot of large trucks, like personal vehicles that have giant tailpipes, and then, you know, maybe vehicles that are older and aren't maintained well, and so you you kind of notice the puff. And then certainly the one I will say that I think is not good for our city and why we need to work hard to complete the East Beltway is we have way too many semis rolling through this city, and you always notice it in the semis, right, when they, you know, go from a stop and and puff it out. And so, yeah, you just kind of see it. And you're kind of like, oh, that's dirty, you know. No doubt about right. it. Right, and when it comes in, when it comes in through your vents, and you can't. I mean, if you roll down your window, that doesn't help either. You're just kind of stuck with it. <laughs> yeah, well, and it may have also something to do with. Uh, again, I don't know where you're from. You don't need to say, but you know, out in California, everybody's driving. You know, 80 miles an hour. So, you know, here we have a lot of stop and go, stop and go. You're not going very fast, but uh, you know, in that's the end true. of the in the end of the day, I mean. Uh, you know, I think people, I think in general, uh, the nation, the world is transitioning to cleaner energy and um, certainly things. I just think that, you know, th- we're not ever going to be able to rush to it like some people want and that, you know, the transition will take place over a 100 years. And, you know, your great, great grandchildren and mine, they won't know any different. But right now, I mean, we generally are relying on fossil fuels for the current society, and it, it definitely leads to some of this. For sure. Hey, thanks for the call, Sarah. Absolutely. Have a wonderful day. You bet. All right. Wow, people fired up today. Oh, man, Richard's on line one. Welcome back, Richard. Thank you very much, Commander. Well. Uh, my comment is going to be uh, about your candidacy for mayor of Lincoln, if you indeed decide to embark upon that course. And I have a concern that's more or less an ongoing concern for most Lincolnites, and that is we have deferred our pavement repair to the point where we have a bunch of streets that are just rougher than all get out. And I would hope that a good conservative even though he wants to conserve money and not raise taxes, would be concerned that we don't scrimp and we keep up with the street repairs so that we don't have the cars falling apart by hitting great big bumps. Uh, Good call. Let me comment on that, Richard. Uh, So first of all, when I put it out, and it is exploratory, let's not get this confused because there's some legal terms there. I talked about infrastructure, real infrastructure being one of my platform issues 
uh, should I decide to run? I'm big on it, folks. And number one, like a lot of issues Richard has brought to the show, uh, but I also talk about, is that I don't think money's an issue. Uh, I think prioritization of funding taxpayers' dollars, or if you will, even uh, federal monies, is an issue in Lincoln and Lancaster County. And so, you know, if you prioritize right, you begin to fix problems that people care about and that your society needs. Clearly, number one for me is law and order. Our police department needs help, um, and it needs help in the form of manning and modernization. It's pretty simple, and that help does require funding, and it requires leadership that you know puts together a well-thought-out plan that fits within the city budget to get the force healthy, to get ahead of crime. Second, I think infrastructure is a very big issue in this city um, and in the county. And again, funding and the prioritization of that taxpayers' dollars, I believe, you know, is is what is required. Now, one of the things, and I don't have all the details on it, but I've done some study, is the way we go about in this city, um, whether you want to call it the task force or the kind of the citizenry groups that we've put together to kind of help decide where we spend on road repair. I'm not saying that's completely bad. I don't know enough about it. But my first inclination would be to go to the city engineers and the people that actually do the work first to understand the facts about where the holes are, where the gaps are and where the reoccurring costs for certain roads, you know, need to be repaired. So I would be looking at the experts opposed to citizenry that, you know, might have some lobbying for what needs to be fixed and have a well thought out plan to do the infrastructure repeatedly because it always needs it. And that's how I would attack the problem. 1499 3 KLIN. You're getting the 411 from DTL. With Commander Jack Riggins on 1499.3 KLIN. All right, I'm a, B, 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 B. I want to remind you, keys to the city Wednesday today. Businesses, AT Thomas Jewelers, keyword is Star City. It's KLIN Keys to the City, brought to you by Lincoln Mattress and Furniture. Um, let's see if we can get Debbie in right here. Debbie, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Hey, Commander, I, I want to go back. You were talking about the rolling blackouts that will possibly happen, especially we know that can happen in California. I wish the elected officials would start uh, talking about and studying the use of nuclear energy. I'm a huge advocate of that. I mean, almost the entire country of France is operated on nuclear energy, and it seems we could learn something from them about how to store uh, the what we need. You know, the, the I just think there could be something we could be doing there because it's extremely clean well um debbie i'm gonna let you go because we're short but i'll talk a lot about that and that's a real good thought and call and um i'll at least explain my position on it um in the end of the day like i said real good call um nuclear energy is good it's it's just been essentially terrorized by a whole group of people here in america that have shut politicians down and we're all suffering because of it but i'll, I'll explain more when we come back appreciate the call debbie Okay. Yeah. uh, There you go. Bing, 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 bing. I mean, that's that's the winner right there. (laughs) 
<laughs> nuclear energy. I mean, uh, we'll talk about that uh, in the second segment. It is a whatever Wednesday. Um, callers, uh, hold on as we go through this break, and I'll get to you when we come out of it. Uh, interesting enough, uh, one of the mailers, email, uh, brought up uh, guests that I love having on, uh, Natalie Weiss. Uh, I'll talk about that and uh, and your email, uh, Jim USTB23, <laughs> or, or whatever. I mean, I don't know how to pronounce that, but that's what it is here on a whatever Wednesday. 1499 3KLIN. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Spread the word. The JCPenney Friends and Family Sale is back. And this week, we're passing the savings on to you. Use your extra 30% off coupon to prep your home and style your family for Easter. That's extra savings on top of our great low prices. Plus, share your coupon with everyone you know and love. It's always better when we save together. JCPenney. Make everybody count. Offer valid 311 through 317. Exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details. Drive Time Lincoln with the Commander Jack Riggins on the Voice of Lincoln, fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. All right, we're back on uh, whatever Wednesday here on June first. Drive Time Lincoln. I'm Jack Riggins, your host. Johnny Cadillac is still producing the show. Um, Terry, hold on the line. We'll get to you in a second. Uh, a couple of questions uh, come in. Um, Richard on infrastructure. Um, you know, and I, if you're not following infrastructure in the city, you know, again, when I looked into it half a year ago about some different issues, what I saw, right, is I, I'm calling it a task force, but there's an official name of citizens that are on a board that helps advise the city. I'm not a big fan of that, so to speak, um, because I think of it kind of like the Human Rights um, Commission when we talk about um, the Fairness Ordinance, because Guys, we're supposed to elect officials to represent us. And within that, then there are professional positions either appointed or, you know, hired through the process. In this case, we're talking engineers, we're talking city planners, people that this is their profession. This is what they do. Um, and they certainly have the knowledge and experience and professionalism to understand the facts about infrastructure as well as the projected costs and all the data. They're the ones that look at it. And I don't mind necessarily. I'd have to know more about, you know, the citizenry part of it. But your citizenry, as like anything, can be corrupted into politics, right? Left, right, other things, opposed to just doing what's right, quote unquote, as the government. Right. For the greatest good of the greatest number of people. And it's my initial take without knowing all the facts that we have those people and that we shouldn't play politics or even really bring that into play when we're talking about maintaining and developing thorough plans for city infrastructure. And so I would look to the experts first 
to understand it and then, you know, see what's possible there. Certainly, citizens, we all have a right. Um, but I like to go with the process and the norms of elected officials and holding them accountable, um, you know, to getting things done for us as a citizenry. Um, nuclear energy. I mean, come on, folks. In the end of the day, we didn't continue to develop our nuclear energy as we should have because of whether you want to call it the green movement, eco-terrorists. Nuclear energy is not only extremely safe, it's well-proven. We don't need any studies. We don't need anything. We've had it here before. Um, it does have a downside of used uh fuel rods spent fuel rods and you have to store those um but in fact uh, we have plenty of land and yes that is a negative i'm not saying that's not a negative um to store fuel rods our entire united states navy you know most of the ships the aircraft carriers submarines all run on nuclear power have been doing it very safe for 40 50 years 40 years something you know and i'm not a submariner but um it's just, it's a damn shame. That's what it is. It's a damn shame that some ideologues have created fear around nuclear power, which has now hurt the population of America, has become just another casualty in energy independence, energy options, you know, on top of cutting fossil fuel uh, energy independence and then you know immediately say no we'll, we'll go to green energy everything will be fine i mean to be honest you know nuclear energy is about the greatest bridge between fossil fuels and green energy whenever that eventually comes yet we're not taking advantage of it and so debbie's absolutely right um you know what we are is we're galactically stupid as a nation on the issue. And so, um, you know, maybe one of these days it'll get bad enough with rolling blackouts that we'll go back to nuclear energy. It wouldn't be hard because we essentially have mastered it. So it, very interesting. I'm surprised nobody wants to talk about crime in Lincoln. I really, I really am. And just the general trends, it's been one of these fascinating topics for me where I very much care about it. I talk about it a lot. But I have to be honest, Lincoln and Lancaster County, I don't get a sense that many of you care, and that bothers me. That bothers me because um, it, it's a pretty predictable path given the policies and the way we've been handling it uh, really ever since the riots. And it it should be something that just really has you fired up. Um, but I, I'm surprised. No, no real calls on that, you know. Um, it's just interesting. It, it's one of those things, I guess, for me, I, I think to myself, are, is everybody just putting their head in the sand or pretending that uh, we don't have a problem with street officers and cops? We've had to pull different things and, and modernization and the correlation to the crime that we're seeing in the city um, or the mayor's policies, you know, dating back to, you know, when she came out, so to speak, uh, during the riots. I mean, that's... It's all predictable stuff by anybody who's been in defense and law enforcement to understand. Um, well, one of these days we're going to care about it. I'll, I'll guarantee you that. Uh, let's go to Terry. Terry, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Well, yeah. Hiya, Commander. You know, just 
wow, just kind of thinking, you know, that this criminal aspect you're thinking of, you know. Now, the streets, that's, you know, um, public property. Uh, now, there is also uh, public property that leads up to, like, parking lots and stuff, like Gateway Center and stuff. Well, there are potholes there that are just, they're just terrible. Yeah. And, uh, you know, are they not common areas? The, to uh, drop a letter at the mailbox, you have to, after you're done, you have to make about a 270 degree turn. And right about halfway through that turn, there's a huge pothole on the right hand <laughs> side. Your car drops in, smacks down, drive out. And yeah, that's private property. How can we address that? Well, I, I think I'll tell you this much um, as far as public property right uh, i've talked a little bit about that i think don't know for a fact but if you are a developing and care about your city i would believe that whether it be zoning laws or negotiations if you will i mean elected officials have the power to negotiate with private landowners or businesses um to keep everything on the up and up and certainly i would think that people that are thriving in your community let's say a mall or something um, could afford also um, through, you know, negotiations or maybe it's, it's zoning laws to have the upkeep of common use areas that the city uses. Uh, anything can be done, as you know, in America. It's just a matter of going out, prioritizing, putting in the work, finding a solution, is, right? Is that area also part of the sale of Gateway? I, I don't know that for a fact. I, I don't know. I don't either. And, I, you know, I'm talking more hypothetically, like kind of a, you know, if it were to be. Um, I can't even think because I don't drop off my mail at that exact location um, where it is. But in the end of the day, whether it be, you know, somebody's driveway or somebody's, you know, big parking lot, you know, a business there is always a way to bring attention to it, you know, agree if you can agree that, hey, we have a problem. And in this case, this problem is affecting a good majority of the citizens that drive here. And in your case, you know, drop off the mail. Um, you know, if we can find that common problem, well, then we can think about common solutions. And part of it might be private. Part of it might be public. The cost of resurfacing, uh, you know, an asphalt parking lot is now astronomical. Well, but again, you know, yeah, but that's that's yeah. the whole parking lot. I mean, if we're talking about filling a hole, right? No, no, no. no. There's. I'm also talking about other holes in the parking lot that you know the freeze thaw. It wasn't as bad last year as what it has been, but we've got some really bad commercial areas. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, that they're in desperate need of resurfacing, and how can we help them? Well, you know, that's uh, that would be something that either the private industry takes pride and care in, just like you would your lawn, or, you know, city officials are hearing enough about it that it's a concern, and, and they get involved to talk with the uh, the owners to figure out solutions. Um, you know, in the end of the day, the other thing, too, right, is, you know, maybe some of these things are small signs, like, you know, they had in New York City and different major cities you know when they talk about uh broken windows and you know correlatedly agree co yeah. co you know uh correlations between you know law and order or uh civil society when you see the deterioration of certain things like what you're talking about yep 
I believe it. All right, thanks. thanks. Andrew, you have a great evening, okay? You too. Appreciate the call, Terry. All right, let's go to Ben on line two. Ben, welcome to Drive Time Lincoln. Hey, how are we doing today? Doing well. Good. Hey, I just wanted to talk a little bit about the, the school shooting here in Texas. You bet. And specifically about the police response to it. Mm-hmm. And I guess um, I don't, I support the police 100%. I'm, you know, they, they are doing a, an incredible and impossible job at most times. Very difficult, I but agree. What, and, but what I, I guess the, the part that really broke my heart is that, you know, as more truth comes out, right, as the story evolves and we're finally hearing the truth is that, right. you know, there were officers on scene and they chose to not engage and left these kids alone with a shooter. Mm-hmm. And I guess my 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 concern is, you know, obviously as a parent, I would feel a whole heck of a lot like those parents did, standing outside screaming at the police to get their butts in there. Yeah. And I cannot imagine... Um, I can't imagine being one of those police officers that actually was in there exchanged fire and then walked away right um you know left so i guess um i know you're doing an exploratory uh you know um kind of an investigation into potentially running for mayor Mm -hmm. i I don't know the legal term behind it um but i i guess and i know you're a law enforcement guy um i would really i would really hope and pray that the city of lincoln's police department would not have that response Right. That, you know, if you have an opportunity, and I mean, even if all you're doing is drawing that guy's fire away from sure. kids, so what? Yeah. Do it. You know, engage him and keep him busy on anything besides kids. Yeah. Um, so anyway. Yeah. That was, that was just my, my, that's what, I mean, there's, oh, there's so much sad there and heartbreak and my gosh. What, yeah. Well, it's terrible. Situation. It's terrible. But as you hear more, it's like, man, I, I can't, I wouldn't be able to, if, if I was in a position where I could have done something more and I didn't, I don't know how in the heck some of those guys are sleeping. And I don't, you know, like I said, I wasn't there, uh, you know. Yeah. But, well, good call. Good know. call. Let me comment on it. Um, real good thoughts. Nope. Um, well, first of all, I mean, I, I'm reading it like everybody else and I wasn't there either. Um, and, and different things have, have come out and they will continue to. Uh, and I agree, you know, law enforcement is is a very difficult job, and I have no doubt that the men and women that were there, uh, listen, they're not sleeping good at night if they didn't go in. I mean, they care more, and sometimes inaction causes more uh, traumatic stress than action, and no doubt about it, uh, that's a difficult situation to be in. My understanding is, you know, they may have been the initial arrivers listening to orders. I think that's being debated. Um, and and so, you know, agree on the parents saying get in there because that's what we expect of law enforcement. But we're also very uneducated, and that's what I try to do, at least around here, for what I can find out about our police and fire and rescue and comment on um is to the reality is is we sometimes have a very 
bad understanding of our police forces, and it changes from area to area, right? And and how the tactical units are formed, meaning, um, you know, we watch a movie on SWAT team and we think there's guys on standby, and uh, more than likely in smaller towns there is not. Um, it also goes to training, um, close quarters battle or defense, as we call it in the military. Um, and oftentimes your SWAT teams do have that type training, but then it, it goes to currency, right? Which is you may have a base level, but are you current on it all the time? And, and the answer is most law enforcement organizations are not up to that military level, right? Of readiness and currency to be able to be confident and to go in there and engage an active shooter. Um, and to be honest, most of your military units are aren't either your your soft teams special operations forces certainly are but uh we down cycle and then then we're not and then we have to get current again um and so there's a an issue of what you want to do as an officer right because it's the right thing to do there's an expectation by the parents and by the public then there's the following orders part right which now all of a sudden might have to do with policies and procedures and politics in your local area Okay, because God forbid, um, you know, you break a rule of regulation and you get sued by everybody. And so some of this really essentially hamstrings the responding agency, right? I don't know all the facts down in Texas, like I said, but it certainly sounds like almost all of that was in play. Um, And preparedness on the side of the school, uh, side of, of the police department. And I think that's where the misunderstanding when we have these big things come is there's no one policy going around the United States on how, you know, the educators should react to this, right? Each area is doing it differently. Um, But in the end of the day, we've kind of made it a no-win situation for responders at this point. Um, Your street cops so to speak, your first responders there, most are not trained in any shape or way to, you know, essentially rush the school, breach the door, get in there and, you know, clear the rooms. Could they draw fire? Could they uh, put themselves in extremes harm way? Could they save lives? Maybe, maybe, but they're not necessarily trained that way. That is an offensive maneuver if you will, that is an offensive action, tactical action, not a arrest or a defensive action in any way, shape or form. And so that takes a lot of money. It takes a lot of time and it takes a lot of training. And, you know, that is one of the issues we have. Right. And then, of course, the tactical teams aren't always just sitting on standby, you know, ready to be out the door in one minute to go breach a door. And so we have to take a hard look at realistic responses on both sides from the schools um, and to have the deterrence so people don't get in. Um, and then, you know, the immediate actions for the people inside the building if something like this happens. And that needs to be married with the response of not only the first responders, but the people that are going to end these situations. And, I know that um, at least locally here, uh, at least yeah, I know our forces, LPD, LPS, I mean, everybody's talking and that's great. Um, but in the end of the day, it comes down to the same things I've been saying before. It takes manning. It takes modernization. It takes money. 
and it takes training. And um, from there, you might have a force that can help out quite a bit. And, you know, a response from everybody in the community, school, children, police, everybody that, um, you know, reduces this type of stuff. Um, because it's going to go on. I mean, it's more a mental health issue than it is a gun issue. 1,499.3 You're getting the 411 from DTL with Commander Jack Riggins on 1,499.3 KLIN. All right, good thoughts on whatever Wednesday. Appreciate all the callers. Um, yeah, I mean, I think the school shooting uh, deal and conversation will go on a while. Um, you know, I'm more concerned with just crime in Lincoln and and really our police force because I know if if we get that man properly and modernized and and really show them the support from a financial and political realm uh things will help out in law and order tremendously um a lot of good thoughts on the text line about nuclear energy and what's really going on yeah it, it makes no sense that we're not you know Doing nuclear energy without a doubt. And without a doubt. I mean, I, I think that everybody, you know, thinks about the school shooting a little bit. And uh, I think maybe Friday we'll have some time. I'll circle back to that and, and talk a little bit more about, you know, what I know about offensive operations and, and the way we've done things in the military. And believe it or not, we've had to learn from the police on how to do operations as well as different uh, rules change in warfare, at least over my time. And I think it's interesting. I think a lot of it could help. But uh, yeah, you you should be concerned about crime. As our poll on KLIN said, you know, over 75% of people are concerned and um, rightfully so. It's about time that people start talking about it. Um, email or I didn't talk about it, but I'll tell you this. Natalie Weiss is reaching across the aisle, if you will, when I say that. Uh, she is very much a Democrat and very much uh, doesn't think like I do. And so I I don't know what to tell you. You're wrong there. So here's what it is. 1,499.3 KLIN.